Hello, welcome to episode two of Caverncast. Thank you for being here. Someone I am not grateful for being here though is an upgrade to the fly in the realm of winged species. I just went to stand outside just to zen myself out a little bit, get a little fresh air, cool down before I record the podcast. Turns out I was sharing my zen moment with a bat. Wicked. Absolutely wicked. I'm all good with bats. Totally. 100%. Bats flying in front of my face on a really foggy night? Less so. Less less than 100%. At least 40% less. But... No fly today. No, no fly today. Cool. So welcome to episode two. In the bonus episode I put up, episode 1.5, I like 1.5s. Like the Lion King 1.5 is the original Lion King story, but told from the point of view of Timon and Pumbaa. It's awesome. Highly recommend it. Sometimes called the Lion King 3 depending on your country, I think. Anyway, in the bonus episode, 1.5, I started talking about chicken nuggets, right? And today, I found myself in the supermarket, Sainsbury's, if you want to get specific, found myself perusing past the frozen aisle and may have picked up a pack of 38 chicken dippers that were on offer. Now, I'm all into signs from the universe, so tonight for dinner I had chicken dippers. But not only did I have chicken dippers, I had chicken dippers in the bath. I don't even care. I also came up with the best sauce, right? It's salad cream, truffle mayonnaise, and Frank's red hot sauce mixed together. Have that with some chicken dippers and baby potatoes. That's a snack right there. I feel like those last few sentences may be ripe for judgment because I can almost hear the facial expression some of you are making in response to that. And do you know what? I welcome it because I'm learning to like myself and that means standing by what I believe in. And what I believe in is chicken dippers in the bath, baby. Anyway, I hope you're well. I hope you've had a good week. Either way, whether you have or haven't, take a load off for a bit and hang out because you're here right now and that's all that matters. Just listening to a dude talk about five random things and being constantly on edge that a fly is going to appear at any moment. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, Episode 1 is ready and waiting for you. So, how this works is I use a random word generator to generate five random words. Wow, really spelling this one out, aren't you? And then see what comes to mind. Some are vague, some are weirdly specific, but they are all chill. So the first word on the list today is uniform. 
uniform means something. Uniform's a symbol, right? The first thing that comes to mind is my old housemate of the house I have just moved out of uh, to live in a van. Hashtag van life. Woo. I did a lot of varnishing today. I've got, um, I've still got varnish on me. Even though I've had a bath, there's still like specks of varnish on me. Dark oak. I am dark oak today. It's like the evil version of Professor Oak from Pokemon. Doing that tangent thing again. Okay, where was I? Yes, moved out of my house and my old housemate. We lived together for like three years, man. It was crazy. She's awesome. Love her to bits. But she has just joined the army and she desperately wanted to get in. Regardless of what you think about the, joining the military, it takes guts. And there were so many hurdles for her to jump to get in. The, the whole system was unfortunately like really against her in all this. But this girl is seriously determined. So when I heard she got in, I was absolutely over the moon for her. I was made up and then like the pure happiness in her eyes when she got her uniform. Something that she can now wear with pride because she's already fought for this. She's already won this battle. She's here and she has that uniform. It means you're part of something. It means there's camaraderie. It means there's a team. It means you're part of something bigger than yourself. All the NHS workers as well, all, all not just NHS over in the UK, but um, in every country in the world over the past 18 months, in general, obviously, but especially over the past 18 months, wearing those uniforms, being part of something that has meant more than ever before. So whenever anyone's like, I do love a man in uniform, or I do like a lady in uniform, why I've gone southern US, I don't know. Who knows these things? Who knows how my brain works? Depends on the uniform. There's, you know, like if you, like a, like I can't imagine, I don't know, like a, maybe like a butcher's uniform is not the sexiest thing in the world. I mean, might be to some people. I am no one to judge. People are weird, man. And like I said in episode one, I don't mean weird in a bad way, but people are freaky, people are weird. As long as you're not hurting anybody else or yourself and you're not taking advantage of anybody, you do you, man. Speaking of not knowing how my brain works, I got a text from a friend of mine who listened to the podcast, What Up? Um, and she asked me if I'd still got my tongue pierced. And I do. I do still have my tongue pierced. I got my tongue pierced when I was 13 years old. It was actually, I think it was the first piercing I got because I was, still am, a total emo kid. I wanted, um, I wanted nothing more than to have uh, snake bite piercings, which are the two piercings at either side of your lip, or my nose pierced, or my eyebrow pierced, any kind of facial piercing, I wanted it. And being a 13-year-old child, my mum said, 
No, naturally. Took me to festivals when I was 11 years old. Wouldn't let me get a piercing. So the compromise for not getting a facial piercing was she let me get my tongue pierced because it was still badass, but it was on the inside. So, you know, you couldn't see it. There's definitely some flawed logic in there somewhere, but I didn't think about it too much at the time. I just jumped to the chance. So I did, and I've had it in ever since. For those of you wondering, yes, it did hurt because uh, they put numbing cream on it, but me being me, being so quirky and random, I swallowed the numbing cream they put on my tongue accidentally. So I had a totally numb throat, but could still feel quite a bit, still feel, but could still feel pretty much everything on my tongue. So yeah, I kind of felt it, but it wasn't that bad. What was worse was the pain afterwards, trying to drink water or eat soup. Good soup. That sucked for like a good two weeks. And then I moved on to mashed potatoes and mini rolls, I think. I think I remember that rightly. I also spoke with a lisp for two weeks. I spoke like this and you can imagine I was already like getting bullied for my voice. But this, you know, um, we'll go into that another time. But, but like add, add the lisp onto that and, you know... <laughs> As a hell of a time. But what's weird now is that if I take it out now, I, I now have the lisp, which is odd. Because there's like more movement in my tongue. It's a weird thing. I don't know. If you have any further questions on my tongue piercing, feel free to shoot me a at reply on Twitter. So, in case you're new here, this is kind of how it goes. We start off with a word, like uniform, and I end up talking about tongue piercings. I guess that kind of... Okay, I'm going to loosely tie this in. Tongue piercings are normally part of a statement. Not normally, they're often part of a statement. They were for me, and it was part of the kind of emo movement, which in itself was like a uniform thing. It is like a uniform thing. It's changed loads, but, you know, me and my group of outcast friends became that uniform thing. None of us kind of fit in. We were all a bit skew-whiff for society and, um, yeah, kind of all found each other and we became that uniform and that fashion sense and that statement became what we were and there was a real strength in that. And there is a real strength in that. I still feel that deep in my heart. And I lost that for years. I lost that grounding of that uniform and that strength in that uniform. And what's great is I'm refinding it again now. Like I'm painting my nails again and I'm... I don't know if I'm going to get more piercings, but I'm going to get tattoos and my like alternative fashion sense is coming back and I'm like, oh yeah, this is me. This is great. Awesome. I think the quicker you can get back there, the better because you, you're just happier. You're happier when you fit in with yourself. You haven't got to spend all your time with everybody else. You have to spend every second with yourself. Fitting in with yourself is more important. Anyway... What's the next word? Oh, wait, no, there was one more point I had for uniform. Uh, 
it's the phonetic alphabet, weirdly. You know, Alpha, Beta, Charlie, Delta, Echo, Foxtrot. I'm going to go through it. Watch me. Watch me do this. Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, Delta. I've just forgotten the alphabet now. Echo, Foxtrot, Golf, Hotel, Indigo, Jupiter. It's not Jupiter. Juliet, Kilo, Lemon. I was going to say Lemon. Lima? Lemon. This is my point. My point is that, like, okay, so U is uniform. And when I bought my van, my van has a U in the number plate. And when I was working at this, um, on this TV set, um, they asked for my license plate number, that my number plate. And I, I couldn't think of the phonetic for U. So I was like, umbrella? Ella, Ella, A, A. And um, the, the guy kind of looked at me and just went, uniform. And I went, yeah, that's it. Yeah, cheers. So it took me ages to actually learn the phonetic alphabet, but I always say N for Noddy is always one that comes up. O for Orange. Um, most of them are swear words when I have to say them, but normally when I have to use them, I'm talking to someone professionally on the phone. So I have to be like F for Fudge. Yeah. Foxtrot, Uniform, Charlie, Kilo, baby. Okay, the next word is Mark. If anyone listening hasn't seen the film The Room, go and do yourself a favour and watch it. The Room is the film by Tommy Wiseau. It's the best worst film you'll ever see in your life. And there is there's a scene in it where he says hello to his friend called Mark. And the way he says hello... The way he says, oh, hi, Mark, out of context, seems like nothing at all. But take that intrigue that you might have and put it into watching The Room. It's an absolute cult classic to the point where I have gone to midnight showings of The Room. This film was made in like the 80s. Was it made in the 80s or does it just look like it was made in the 80s? doesn't matter. It's the best worst film you'll ever see in your life. Go and do yourself a favour. Mark's also one of those words that um, is... Like, it's, it's a name that can be used for so many different things. Like Rob or Jack. Um, like, they mean totally different things other than names. Huh, <laughs> says Cavern. Anyway, yeah, Mark can be used for so many different things. Like a mark in, as like a target, you know, like in uh, grifter culture, like hustle culture. There was a TV series called Hustle. Uh, it was really good. It was a BBC series and it followed like a group of grifters and they would pull off like these awesome hustles. And I've kind of got like a bittersweet memory of hustle because when I'm, I went to university and within the first week of me moving to university, our house got robbed and all of our stuff got taken. And I remember they took my Xbox with my Hustle DVDs. I was so annoyed. Man, they took so much. They took my laptop, they took my TV. They took, oh, they took my camera. 
Oh man, what a time. Hey, it's made me more security conscious now though. Everything's a life lesson. Mark X marks the spot. Like Indiana Jones, that's the first time I heard that. I'm interested to know what, um, this is why it annoys me that this isn't a conversation. Like, what's the first thing that comes to your head when you think of these words? Like uniform, or mark, or the next word? Desert. Desert. Not dessert. Desert. If you were stranded on a desert island, what five albums would you bring with you? Has that been done before? No, I feel like that's a totally original idea by me. Definitely, definitely hasn't been done before. I'm going to call it Desert Island CDs. Yep. Trademark me. Desert Island Discs is already a show. Yeah, 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 I know. There's a, there's a certain few things that my mind conjures up when I think of desert, apart from dessert. I think of, first thing I think of is Burning Man, the festival that's in the desert in America that I really want to go to. Correct me if I'm wrong, tweet me. I think at Burning Man, money isn't a currency. Like cash money, cash money isn't a currency. I think it's, I think you have a trade, like I think it's like a barter system. Where, like, say, like, you have, if you have a load of beans, you trade beans for, like, a massage. What an example to think of, dude. Oh, do you want some, you do massages? Great, I'll, I'll give you some beans. <laughs> oh, Jesus, I, maybe I shouldn't go to Burning Man. Like, cool, give me a hot dog and I'll say your favourite word. Blamange. What's your favourite word? My favourite word is... Blamange is one of them, but... My favourite word is pamphlet. Pamphlet is a wonderful word. Also, like, hullabaloo. Flan. I'm not going to say the one that everybody hates, because this is a relaxing podcast, and I don't want anybody to curl up inside... and die. Uh, Desert also makes me think of The Mummy... The film, The Mummy. I was always well into, like, Egyptian stuff at school. Like, any time we had, like, the Egypt module, Ancient Egypt, I was really interested in it. Like, disproportionately interested. Maybe, past life, Pharaoh. Pharaoh. For sure. Pharaoh Cavern. I wouldn't mind a pyramid. Uh, not the slave aspect, though. I'll just build it myself. I'm converting a van. So, you know, a pyramid's like one step up from that, right? So that's fine. But yeah, the film The Mummy was, and The Mummy Returns, were, one, fantastic films, but two, I actually made a TikTok today asking who... So Ryan Reynolds is every straight man's crush, right? So I was asking the TikTok world what the... Like who the um, the straight woman equivalent is, and a load of people say Zendaya, a load of people say Florence Pugh, 
Uh, a load of people say Beyonce. A load of people say Jennifer Lawrence. But quite a few people say Evie from The Mummy, also known as Rachel Weiss. Rachel Weiss? Rachel Weiss. Her. Godly, beautiful her. Also, The Mummy also starred Brendan Fraser. And you know when I spoke before about uh, Gerard Way and Hayley Williams? Same thing with Evie and Rick in The Mummy. Same thing. It taught me a lot of interesting things about myself when I was growing up. Fantastic movies, man. Fantastic. I never saw the Tom Cruise one, though. Maybe I should. Is it any good? You can't answer me. And speaking of awesome films about deserts, Holes was a phenomenal film, dude. Oh my god. Dig it on, on, dig it. 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 I had to do four. Um, I, I had to finish it off. Sorry. Also read the book in school. I was banging. Banging book, banging film. Also, coming full circle back to The Lion King 1.5. There's also a song that all the meerkats sing called Dig a Tunnel, or Dig a Tunner. Dig a Tunner, dig, dig a Tunner, when you're done you dig another Tunner. Um, very good songs in The Lion King 1.5. Just good songs about digging holes. Maybe I'll write a song about digging a hole. No, I'm not going to write a song about digging. <laughs> yeah, I just want to dig. No, oh, maybe. The next word, Outlook. Microsoft Outlook is a multi-purpose email tool. <laughs> now, can you imagine if that's what I spent this whole bit talking about? If you like this, just wait until you hear about Excel. Oh boy, that one's a doozy. Seriously though, one of these days I should learn to get to grips with Excel. I still have no idea what I'm doing. Unless you are a potential employer listening to my podcast, in which case I am incredibly efficient at Microsoft Word, Excel, PowerPoint, and also a great team player. My main weakness is that I care too much, you know? Uh, what's my outlook on life, you ask? Well, work is really what gives me the most joy in my day-to-day. -day. Have they gone? Have they gone? Oh, thank God I am terrible at that. Sorry, I do realise you're here to relax and here I am bringing up job interviews. If you do have a job interview coming up, one, smash it. Two, I have this advice. Don't be someone that you're not. And I know that sounds like really generic advice. But own your strengths and weaknesses. Your strengths and weaknesses. When they ask you like what your weaknesses are, be honest about them, but then show how you compensate for them or how you're working on them. Dude, if I was an interviewer, that would tell me that this person is real, flawed, and is working on themselves as best they can. You're both potentially going to become part of each other's journey, right? It's not one-sided. You are the most important thing to you. Anyway, before this gets all... How to get your dream job in 10 easy steps. Let's carry on. My outlook on life has changed 
a fair amount over the years to get to where I am now. A lot in like the past three years. Um, again, don't need to go into it in detail, but it went very, very down. Had a lot of realizations down in my hole. Yeah, see, bringing it back, tying it together. And it's led me to where I am now. Basically, if bad stuff's happening, try and look for the lesson in it because it will change your outlook, hopefully for the better, or at least make it a more authentic one to you, a more realistic one to you and help you realize things and help you become more open to other people's outlooks, other outlooks on life because yours ain't the only one. Obviously be true to yours and be authentic to yours, but you know, other people exist too. People got opinions. This is the internet. Don't we know it? Just keep learning, man. That's that's what I have to say. He says, not knowing a single thing about Excel. Well, no, I can put a number in. I think I can, I'm, I can make stuff add. I think, maybe, if you give me a minute. Oh, God. Okay, I'm going to leave Outlook now and I'm going to move swiftly on to instrument. The final word is instrument. Okay, so being a musician, I think of musical instrument when I first hear the word instrument. But what's the definition? Instrument. No, not Instagram. Instrument. First thing that comes up is a massive picture of an accordion for £3,759. No, thank you. The first dictionary definition is an object such as a piano, guitar or drum that is played to produce musical sounds. But, oh, here we go. A tool or other device, especially one without electrical power, used for performing a particular piece of work. Well, I guess that's more like what I was talking about. Um, it's more just something that is used, something that external to you that is used for a purpose, helping you towards something. So let me use this example to demonstrate what I mean. And I don't always agree with the external thing. And... Well, I do, technically. Let me explain my point, and let me use musical instruments as an um, example. So, I have seen musicians that have been so expertly good at their craft that whatever instrument they are playing, it seems like that instrument is an extension of themselves. So it's like it's a part of them. So it's almost like it's not an instrument anymore. It's not something external. It's a part of them. And they have this whole symbiotic thing and they're sort of one, as it were. It's very rare to happen, but when you do see it, you know it. It's like the most natural thing in the world. When these musicians play, it's like breathing. And... There's something really obviously commendable about that. 
shows the power of the human psyche, I guess, and what we're capable of. But it doesn't just have to be musical. Think about surgeons that have been doing it for years and years and years. You know, they can use these instruments to heal people, to fix people. And dogs. And dogs as well. But that would give you a lot of confidence, wouldn't it, to have uh, a surgeon that operating on you that if they could say, or if people have said about them that their instruments they use are like an extension of themselves, that would make you go, cool, yeah, sweet, I'll let you take a part of my brain out. Go for it. I will let you operate on my pancreas. <sighs> the things that come into my head. Okay, that, when we start talking about pancreases, that is when I know to leave it. <laughs> to end the episode, when you start talking about various bodily organs. I hope you feel relaxed. I'm sorry. But if you enjoyed this, please do come back for episode three. I also have a plan for proper bonus episodes so keep an eye out for that i will be talking about it very soon just uh let me get the grips with all of this stuff going on thank you so much for being here thank you so much for your amazing response on episode one hello to everyone new that is following me on whatever socials you do i hope this helps so Take care of yourself, and I will speak to you soon.